The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners. and viewers I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the health and fitness show I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of almighty Allah I do pray that we all had a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 23rd of January 2020. Wow, the January is almost over. It seems like yesterday when we are celebrating New Year. Well, uh hope um, we are uh, this program is casting all our positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable, Harpenden and Bedford and our positive airways reaching all our listeners uh, across the patch and through our Inspire FM Facebook uh, page. Uh, you can view us through our Inspire FM Facebook page. Um, you can listen us through our Inspire FM app and website. And various other podcasts. hopefully you are listening to the show live but if you are not and you're listening or viewing see i cannot even pronounce my old words um if you're listening or viewing this show on any other day uh, like sunday or thursday that means it's repeat hey ho today is 23rd of january 2020 and today is the live show As we know we cover different health related topic every single week and today's topic is something which is in the line as you all remember we were um, in the beginning of the uh, or end of the summer beginning of the autumn we were covering a very unique topic which is flu uptake in in the schools and and uh, we have emphasized on on how um, how we have uh, mobilized a very sm- a small pilot in last two years and and work our way gradually where we can provide flu vaccinations to our kids uh, which do not have any poke gelatin so that has taken quite a bit but then uh, that has uh, have a good impact and we have a guest who will explain about this but we need to know about we need to emphasize on flu uptake as well so topic for today is flu uptake in Luton yes you have heard me correctly we are talking about flu uptake in Luton And as always I'm not the one who will be talking on this topic I have lovely guest in my with myself in the room uh, and it's really nice to see a room full of guests because uh, I'm nothing uh, all by myself uh, I need an expert advisors uh, or expert people who can who can inform me about the topic and our listeners especially because they are the ones who need all the information along myself So without further ado let me introduce our guest for tonight um uh, the guest uh, we have very special guest tonight so uh, let's introduce our uh, guest from uh, left uh, from right to left uh, on my right uh, the very first guest i have um is is Becky Twist uh, and she's the clinical delivery manager from uh, Essex uh, partnership university uh, trust uh, good evening Becky Hello, How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, and next to Becky is um, is Barbara Hamel. Now she's the uh, uh, immunisation manager from NHS England, and now uh, and also she was mentioning about the uh, public health England, east of England, and I completely forgot. So I I have to ask her uh, if you can explain <laughs> if you can introduce herself with the full name and the title, please. 
Hello, good evening. My name's Barbara Hamill. I'm the Immunisation Manager for NHS England, the East of England, and Luton is in my patch. Okay, good. And she's the lady who has uh, worked a lot and uh, helping mobilise this this whole uh, childhood uh, flu uptake um, special pilot programme for people who do not want, uh, it means alternative to bulk gelatin one. And, and next to her is is uh, a very first time uh, a guest uh, for the show, but definitely not the last <laughs> and and I uh, like to invite uh, I like to introduce Cat uh, Farrington and she's the consultant lead screen uh, screening and immunization for public health England. Good evening, Cat. Hello, thank you very much for having me. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I think so. You uh, very Don't bit. Can, yeah, you need to be. Oh. Um, yeah, please. Hello? Yes, I'm I can here. hear you now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, for some bizarre reason, I cannot hear you in my in my headphones. Um, so, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm a consultant in public health. My background's been in children's public health and immunisations, and I work across the east of England. Okay. Okay. Um, I normally have a full introduction about um, what is your interest and how how you came into the whole thing but because we have a very long agenda so I just like all my guests to give a quick introduction just like yourself so Barbara can I have you as well yes I um... <sighs> work for Public Health England, NHS England, and my role is I'm the manager of immunisation, so I'm very, um, one of my key roles is to try and promote good uptake amongst everybody who needs to have a vaccination, because I want to keep as much of the population as healthy as possible, and vaccines are a very good option to prevent infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Becky? Hello. Um, so I'm the clinical delivery manager with the EPUT immunisation team and we do all the vaccinations for all the school-aged children in Bedford, Luton and Milton Keynes. So um, yes, I'm a paediatric nurse, I worked with children for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it is uh, really nice to have all of you and the big brass uh, with me and, and uh, I'm really delighted to uh, to be part of this, this team. Um, so uh, Let's start with you, Kat. Uh, tell us, uh, why do we still uh, talking about flu? Um, so flu is usually a seasonal disease um, and we usually get the peak numbers around December, January time, but it can go on and we are still seeing quite a lot of flu in the community. So mm-hmm. there are people still being ill, still going to their doctors. Unfortunately, some people who are quite seriously ill going into hospital. Um, so because flu is still circulating, we just wanted to promote the fact that the flu vaccine is still available and if mm. people haven't had a vaccine, now would be a good time to have it. Right, okay. Um, so uh, I thought flu is over, but it seems like not because no. I, I just literally heard an outbreak of some flu kind of thing in China as well. So is oh, There's all sorts going on over there, but um, because flu does happen all the time all over the world mm-hmm. um, we will still see cases in returning travellers for example so Australia will have their flu season at a different time to ours so it's always important to make sure that if you are eligible for flu that you get your flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means um, w- the normal time frame uh, what is the basic time frame of getting flu vaccinations? Well we like to encourage people to get into their uh, GP service or their pharmacy as soon as possible so September October time whenever the vaccine becomes available because that way they are protected before flu starts circulating mm-hmm. um, but if you haven't got round to having it yet because we are still seeing cases of flu it would be a good opportunity to go and get vaccinated Okay, so in in terms of um, people, uh, still things that the flu is is bad cold, or uh, or cough, or and you can recover quickly. What what's your thought on that? I I think unfortunately people do tend to blur um, colds, viruses, flu all together. So people say they might have had a touch of flu, for example. Mm-hmm. If you've had flu, you know you've had flu. It it, it is 
um, very serious. Mm-hmm. Even um, in healthy people, you take quite a while to recover. So I'm one of those annoyingly healthy people that is never <laughs> ill. Um, and I had flu about 10 years ago and could not get out of bed for about a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that meant that I was completely reliant on family and friends to look after my children, to take them to school, to do my food shopping, to cook for me, to clean. Um, I really, really couldn't do anything for a week. Um, and after that, I was still coughing for quite a long time. and. Um, took a long time to get my energy back so although there are similarities in some of the symptoms so you might have a runny nose and a cough uh, the severity of it is a lot more you'll have aches and pains and real a sense of complete fatigue where you can't do anything so it is much more serious than a cold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbara mm-hmm. is it easy to catch flu? It is easy to catch uh, flu. Um, you can be in a room with somebody uh, because, um, and catch flu. It's very infectious. Uh, and when an infected person coughs or sneeze, mm-hmm. sneezes, they spread the flu virus, which is in tiny droplets of saliva, mm-hmm. over a wide area. And these droplets can then be breathed in by other people or they can be picked up by touching surfaces where the droplets have landed. What you can do to try and keep as healthy as possible is to try and prevent the spread of the virus and this is by covering your mouth and nose when you cough or sneeze Mm -hmm. and you wash your hands frequently frequently Mm -hmm. and we all know the phrase and I always get it wrong but it's kill it bin it Kill it, catch it, bin it. Catch it, bin it, kill it. Still haven't got that right. But that's really important. Um, yes, and I remember in one of our last shows, one of the one of the listeners did did message me uh, on Facebook. Unfortunately, my Facebook is not on, so I cannot see it. Uh, but yeah, uh, it it was uh, in the same line, which is catch it, um, bin it, kill it, or kill it, bin it. Mm. <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> Anyhow, um, while we are talking about listeners, so listeners. Let me call our listeners as well. So listeners, if you have any questions or queries regarding our show tonight, please, please, please get in touch with us by sending us a text message. We're not opening our phone lines today uh, because we have quite a few things to discuss. So if you'd like to send us your thoughts or if you like to uh, part of the show or uh, if you have been infected with flu or somebody else have flu vaccines done uh, in your in your family and safeguarded from flu throughout this year, please, 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 I'd definitely like to hear from you. Get in touch with us by sending uh, a text message on 0779481822. You can send WhatsApp as well on the same number, which is 0779481822. We are not taking phone calls today, but definitely your questions or your thoughts uh, will be most welcome. Becky, um, I know uh, as you worked alongside with kiddies all the time, school's been known to have uh, a very um, uh, area where kiddies normally get more uh, sick, especially if if they have cold and flu. Is it true? So primary schools definitely have a lot of viruses going around, if if that's what you're asking about. Yeah, Um, and mainly because they're not very... They're not very good at sneezing and doing the catch it, bin it, kill it thing. So, um, you know, sneezing and coughing into hands and then going and touching each other and, you know, hugs and touching taps and all sorts without washing their hands. So they're, mm-hmm. they're very good at spreading. So that's why we go out to all the primary schools and vaccinate reception up to year year six because they like to spread spread their love and, <laughs> and viruses. And germs. And germs. <laughs> so, um, so... Uh, as I was asking earlier, is it easy to catch? But uh, become infected with flu virus, what do you reckon? Is it good or bad? Definitely not good. <laughs> no, I still remember how ill I felt, and that was about 10 years ago. Ooh, okay. Share that exa- uh, experience with us, please. I, I, I started off with what I thought was a cold, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I, I was in bed. I, I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Um, and I, I just felt so, so ill. The very bones of me ached. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no energy. Um, I really couldn't move. So my poor children, who were quite small at the time, um, got no love no hugs no no food unless we had friends coming in that would bring them food i really really could not do anything 
Um, so yeah, it, it is very, very nasty. And since then, I've had the flu jab every single year because I'm not running the risk of getting ill again. Wow, wow, that's really nice. So one of the very awkward things, uh, as you have already gone through a, a, a tra um, traumatized event yourself, uh, experience yourself, um, one of the people, people normally think that if they have flu vaccine, they will get flu. Some, yeah. One of the very big misconceptions. Mm -hmm. Is it true? No, no. Um, the flu vaccine cannot give you flu. The, the thing that we do say is get your flu vaccine as soon as you can, as soon as it becomes available, mm -hmm. um, because it does take a couple of weeks for it to start working. So we don't want people who are already coming down with an illness, then going and getting a flu jab and then blaming the flu jab on that illness that they were already becoming ill with. So if, if people get vaccinated September, October time, and that's before flu starts circulating, their body has time to make the protection that they need to fight off the illness. Uh, and there's not that also confusion between an illness that's already going round mm -hmm. um, and their vaccination. Um, having said that, it's still worth getting the vaccine now, um, even though it will take a little while to, to build that protection because we will still have cases going on into March and April. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um in terms of uh, the uh, one of the things which I do want to know is once I have a flu vaccines, will I be protected uh, and how long the protection will be and how many years? So the flu vaccine changes every single year um, and that's because the flu virus is very clever and it changes every year um, and different viruses uh, circulate across the globe. So there's a whole tracking system to work out what's happening in one part of the world that might then affect this country. So the vaccine is made of different ingredients every single year to make sure it gives you the best protection. Mm -hmm. um, and the good thing that happened this year is that they got it right. Mm -hmm. uh, so they did their, their work properly and they did their modelling right and they picked the right viruses to go in the vaccine. So there's a very, very good match between what's in the vaccine and what's circulating. Mm -hmm. So it will give you very good protection with what we're seeing in the community at the moment. Okay, um, Barbara, one of the things which I do like to ask is that the, one of the other very awkward misconception is that if I have a flu vaccine, I will never have flu. So, especially even if I have, uh, it will not give you 100% coverage, is it? Am I right? Or is it? will it give you 100% coverage? No vaccine gives you a total 100% vaccine uh, uh, protection. But the flu vaccine gives you very good protection. I mean, the are we looking at about for older, for older over sixty-five percent? We've got oh, the over sixty-fives. Mm -hmm. We're currently about a sixty-two percent uh, good efficacy rate, which mm -hmm. means it's you know having a good um, impact mm -hmm. in protecting uh, for children with a nasal spray. It's got a, it's a very good uh, uh, protection rate. And also, if you have the inactivated for, you know, at risk, which is uh, an injection, has also got reasonable uh, protection. Mm -hmm. Certainly enough to support your Im immune system in uh, protecting yourself against flu. Mm -hmm. And as you just particularly if you've got a complication, if you've got, a, you know, your your. I mean, Kath was. As she said, she was healthy mm -hmm. when she got flu. So she's a healthy person. She's not had, you know, she's not got any other underlying conditions. Mm -hmm. But if you have got underlying conditions, it's very important that you have the flu vaccine. And I don't know whether, Kathy, you can add anything to that about the protection rate. No, only that um, it's, it's the best that we've got, yeah. really. Um, and, it, and it's worth getting it done. Uh, and even in years where there hasn't been a particularly good match, it does provide you with some protection in that you might get flu, but it won't be as bad as it would have been if you didn't have anything in your system to help. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I would say this year, we the, the scientists have done it well, well. And <laughs> so it's a good match and well worth doing. Okay, um, in terms of, um, as, as just Kath mentioned, about people who are not well, so people who are, suffering from some kind of a condition in their life uh, either they are they have uh, long-term condition diseases or if they have immunosuppressants uh, people who who get uh, 
infections really quickly or even uh, people who are uh, above the age of 65. So why is it important for those people to get vaccinated? So um, for the over 65s, it's because your immune system doesn't work quite so well as you get older. Mm -hmm. So um, the flu vaccine helps protect you and helps your system work a bit better. Um, and then there are a range of conditions which put you at more risk from flu. So mm -hmm. for example, with something like severe asthma, your lungs are always already a bit compromised. So you really don't want to be getting a, a respiratory infection because your lungs will cope much worse than the average person. Um, but on top of that, it also causes complications to how you manage your underlying condition. Mm -hmm. So for an asthmatic, they would have to change how many doses of their inhaler they were doing, for example. So it puts someone who might be with quite a well-controlled disease, it, it puts all sorts of things, strains on their systems. So there's a whole range of people that would benefit. So those, as you've mentioned, with um, heart problems or breathing problems, kidney disease, lower immunity, liver disease, diabetes, um, neurological conditions, those that are severely overweight, and of course pregnant women as well, will also benefit from a vaccine. And that not just protects them, but protects their unborn baby. Mm -hmm. So, as you just mentioned about pregnant women, um, how important it is for a pregnant woman and when do they need to have the vaccine? Barbara? Uh, pregnant women, they can have the vaccine any time of the, of the um, you know, as soon as they get pregnant would be um, ideal. Uh, because they're not only protecting uh, the baby, but uh, mm -hmm. not only protecting the woman, but also protecting the baby. Mm -hmm. um, it can be, as I said, given safely at any stage of the pregnancy. And as far as the woman's concerned, it reduces the risk of serious complications such as pneumonia, and particularly this can happen in the later stages of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. But also it um, helps to reduce the risk of miscarriage or having a baby born um, too soon, prematurely, mm -hmm. or with a low birth rate, uh, weight. But also, which I always like to sort of emphasize with um, you know, a woman who's pregnant, this is the first thing she can do for her unborn baby mm -hmm. to make sure that when the baby's born, it's as safe as possible against uh, uh, you know, this infectious disease because unfortunately, the vaccine is not available for a baby under six months mm -hmm. so the baby has to be six months before they can have the vaccine so by her protecting herself she's giving the antibodies then to the baby and the baby is then being protected for that you know very um sort of vulnerable stage mm -hmm. and then particularly if you then have a baby who's who's born and who has complications could have respiratory complications you know if they if they're born early and they've got lung problems if they're at least protected against flu they haven't got that you know to to have to fight and contend with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So very crucial for a babe, uh, for a pregnant woman to have the flu vaccine. I cannot emphasise that enough. And my problem in Luton is we've got such a, we've got a low uptake for pregnant women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. We oh. we uh, because it's a we've got a dual access they can go to their gp mm -hmm. they can go to uh the luton and dunstable hospital they're offering at maternity services mm -hmm. and also um pharmacists as well and currently i can't um i'll just tell you what the uptake is uh you just uh i have to get back to you on that one no problem have i not uh Oh, I do apologise. Oh, no, uh, I We've thought a whole list of pregnant. Yeah. Uptake there. Right. Uh, so the uptake for pregnant women, the total, up until um, the first week, second week in January, is thirty point five percent. Thirty point five percent. Yes, and what we would like is at least fifty five percent. Right. Okay. So we would like them all vaccinated. Yeah. 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 I mean that yes, absolutely. That's I mean that's a, a, a target we'd be given, but obviously we want the the more uh, vaccinated. So, as you know, I can't emphasise enough. We need to um, 
pregnant women in Luton need, need to come forward. And they can get vaccines from uh, GP surgery, hospital, as well as pharmacies as well. Yeah. Okay, so all they have to do is just go and identify themselves that they're pregnant and they need vaccine. They will get vaccine. Yeah. Uh, and also just for the pregnant women to remember the flu vaccination it's a it's a vac flu vaccination per pregnancy mm -hmm. so it doesn't mean once you've had it that's it that's it if you become pregnant again then you need to have another flu vaccine yeah uh, definitely definitely yeah and on that note i must say wow the time has passed so quickly we have already approaching uh, uh mid of the show uh and fastly approaching the break uh when we come back from the break uh we will talk more about uh flu vaccine and we will ask becky about the uh the campaign regarding the ch uh, children's schools uh, flu uptake and how, how schools are doing in total because we have done a very good long project and we want to know how how uh, good schools have responded uh, this whole year uh, about this one. So uh, this and many more and we will definitely ask about why the adult uh, people who need uh, vaccines, why they are very, very important as well. Uh, stay tuned. We will be right back after these very short messages. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamualaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you back to the health and fitness show. I'm Fahad Martin, your host for today's evening and uh, today's show, and we are talking about flu uptake in Luton. Obviously, we are talking about flu topic in general as well, and we are highlighting all the positives and all the positives and all the positives about flu uh, and negatives uh, in terms of if you do not take flu vaccines what negatives will come to you with our lovely guest in the studios and they are uh, i have uh, uh, from my right to left i have becky uh, from um, uh, uh, East of uh, Essex Partnership University Foundation Trust. I have uh, Barbara Hamill uh, from NHS England, uh, and I have uh, Kath uh, Farrington from uh, Public Health England. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 23rd of January 2000 and, uh, 2020. And definitely, uh, this program is um, and positive and casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton, Luton and surrounding areas of Luton like Dunstable Harpet and Bedford and all the surrounding areas. So I will uh, welcome back all my guests uh, and I will say welcome back guys. Good evening. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, just for uh, uh, our listeners who have just joined us now, uh, a, a quick intro from you guys. So instead of from my right to, right to left, I'll go from my left to right. So let's start with you, Beck, uh, with you, Kath. Okay, thanks. Um, Kath Fenton, I'm a consultant in public health and I'm the immunization lead for the East of England, Cuthering Luton. Okay. And I'm Barbara Hamill, Immunisation Manager for the East of England, and I also cover Luton. And I'm Becky, I'm the Clinical Delivery Manager for the School Immunisation Team, and we do all of the schools in Luton vaccinating at them. Perfect! The, guy, the, the team which serve for the Luton and look after the population of Luton. I love that. Uh, so, before we went on break, we have uh, talked about flu uh, in terms of uh, why we why we need to take flu, what are the, the time frames of the flu, who's important, who's, who definitely need to 
take flu vaccinations, um, uh, how it protects uh, um, the infections, and and uh, if if you if you are taking flu vaccine for one year, it doesn't mean that it will cover you for life. You have to take it every single year, right? Correct. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I I I'm remembering all the stuff, which is good. Uh, so, in terms of um, when we talk about the childrens, uh, do childrens need to be flu vaccinated, and or their immunization system, their immune system will be tough enough to protect them? So, if if a child's over six months and uh, they've got a health condition that puts them at risk, they do need to have a vaccination. Yes, um, unfortunately babies underneath six months the flu vaccine doesn't work very well in them so it's not recommended which is why we ask pregnant women to get vaccinated to protect themselves and their babies Mm -hmm. Um, we also run a healthy child school program and this vaccinates all children in schools from reception to year six Um, and that goes back to what Becky said earlier about how children love to share their love but also share their germs (laughs) so by vaccinating all those children we try and stop them spreading the germs around themselves and to their families so it protects them and the community around them mm-hmm. so uh, does a child who uh, let's say have a bad asthma need a flu vaccine yes yes um, because their asthma could get worse if they get flu um, but also if they get flu and they've got asthma that it will affect them much more severely than a, a healthy person because their lungs are already compromised slightly. So yes, there's a list of people that will benefit from a flu vaccine. And for children, that's probably most likely to be um, if they've got asthma or diabetes or they've got an immune issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, um, I do want to hear from our listeners as well. Uh, a, have they had flu in their life, or if uh, anybody in uh, or one of their loved ones have suffered from flu, or uh, if they have any uh, flu vaccines? So, listeners, if you had any of those things, if you had flu vaccine, or if you had flu in your life, or uh, if you uh, had flu vaccine and did not have flu, uh, I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Um, we are not taking phone calls, so hence, uh, just uh, send uh, send me your thoughts via text message or WhatsApp on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two. I repeat. Uh, you can send your comments uh, on our thoughts uh, on zero triple seven nine four eight one eight two two. You can send it by Facebook Messenger as well. Uh, so, uh, in terms of uh, uh, when we talk about flu- uh, kiddies and kiddies love, um, I know uh, Becky, uh, you have run a, a successful uh, flu vaccine program for kiddies in the school, uh, especially yes. for the for those ten piloted schools where we have run the special uh, clinics. In terms, of, um, why don't you, instead of me talking about it, why don't okay. I let you? Ex- so the most um, the vaccine that's recommended for children because it works the best is a nasal spray, and the nasal spray does have pork gelatin in. Mm-hmm. Um, and two years ago, we did a study over uh, some of the schools where the uptake wasn't as great in comparison to some of the other areas more locally. Um, and last this flu year, last year this flu year just gone, um, the ten schools. So there were six mainstream schools and four faith schools. We went and we offered two vaccinations. We offered the gelatin, the one which had pork gelatin in the nasal spray, um, and we offered an injection as well. Um, and we did it because we wanted to see what the difference would be, whether the uptake would be improved by offering the vaccine that parents have asked us to offer the one without the pork gelatin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there has been some a reasonable response rate. Around 49% of, of parents in those 10 schools came back to us with both yes and no consent forms. So about almost half, which was really good. Um, and that was a similar figure across the other schools in Luton as well. So we would have liked to see more forms coming back into school but 50 percent is definitely better than it has been in previous years um, what was the previous years if i don't mind my ask oh now you're asking it was it was more in the 20s late 20s Tw- yeah, early 30s yeah. yeah it was it was i think the highest was about 31 percent yeah i mean having said that i mean becky and i were discussing this because a, a lot of work went into this study and we really uh, spoke to parents and got their views and asked them if we did uh, present them with an alternative 
alternative to the non-porcine vaccine, would they take it up? And parents all said, yes, yes, they were, yes, yes, they were really keen in having this alternative vaccine, which was only for the, as a, the, the, the 10 schools. But we have been disappointed with the uptake because we gave them that choice and they chose to have another vaccine we thought the uptake would be much, much better because, you know, it, it wasn't done without consulting with parents. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I just literally uh, have a question in my in front of me from one of us listeners, um, and 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 it's a really important question. So that's one of the reasons I've stopped you. Uh, the the uh, and thank you so much for uh, for sending us this question, listener. Uh, the co the question says. Are, are the flu vaccine relig religiously okay for the people of Islamic faith? If we talk about, we'll, we'll talk about the children's because it's the nasal flu, which is the, uh, it isn't an injection, it's a squirt up the nose, mm -hmm. which is recommended as the clinically best option for children. Mm -hmm. That does contain the porcine gelatin. Mm -hmm. Any of the injectable vaccination, uh, vaccine does not mm -hmm. that doesn't have any porcine and that's why although it's for children not as good as the nasal mm -hmm. slightly uh, you know under the uh, the protection mm -hmm. that a uh, uh, nasal flu gives it's still good enough to give mm -hmm. and that's why because there was such a low uptake mm -hmm. And we knew parents had this problem with the porcine gelatine. We then offered this alternative, and we're the only area in the in the whole of the country to give parents this option. Because mm -hmm. the follow and that's why mm -hmm. we thought they would really take it up. Because mm -hmm. the follow-up uh, of that question says, "I was not offered um, a vaccine for my children who would uh, have required a non-gelatin." base vaccine so um, uh, I, I do want to come back to you Becky because yeah. you have done this because uh, those 10 schools or can you give us I know yes. I'm putting you again on the no, spotlight no, it's fine. Uh, do you know the names of those schools and uh, brother uh, is your child go to any one of those 10 schools Oh, here Becky. we go right um, so the 10 schools that we've included in the study are Maidenhall mm -hmm. it's called Maidenhall yeah Maidenhall Denby mm -hmm. Downside Icknield Beechwood Oh, I always forget the sixth uh, one. Um, I've said Denby, Downside, Icknield. It will come to me. And then we've got the faith schools, um, Meria, Rabia, Oakwood and Olive Tree. Mm -hmm. I'd have to think of the other mainstream school. Sorry, I'm, I'm literally searching my, my no, one. No, it's OK. Lee Grave. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Lee Grave the, Primary. Sorry, the, Lee Grave Primary. The person says, my child, uh, my child, my children attend Summerese uh, Infant and Junior School. Yes, yeah, so the schools that we chose, when we looked back right at the beginning of doing the study, mm -hmm. had the lowest uptake. Mm -hmm. Some of them had about 10% of the school, but nothing really went above 15%. Mm -hmm. So they're the schools that we chose. We would have loved to pick every single school in Luton, but it just would have not been feasible to do every single school. With the schools that didn't get picked, no, their their uptake wasn't fantastic, but it was, it was better than mm -hmm. these ones. And so having their peers in the school being vaccinated was offering some protection but we had to start somewhere. So this is where we're starting with these 10 schools and then hopefully, who knows where it will uh, lead us. Because I think just taking it back, last year we only offered it to one school. One school. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of growing it. But we need parents to take the alternative vaccine up to give a really sound, robust case that they do want another va alternative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, um, so, sorry, just literally give the names of the school again because I have it in front of me. Um, so, it was Denby, Beechwood, Maidenhall, Ignale, Lee Grave, and Downside. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, I have another uh, comment from one of the other listeners saying, Great show. Please do not be disheartened with the, uh, with the results of the study. I will uh, take... Uh, I will take the parents uh, one to two year old or forward to separate 
about the uh, great alternative my many parents are still confused parents get lost uh, of concerned forms every week so often get missed now absolutely they do there's lots and lots of paperwork that comes home from school mm-hmm. um what we do try and offer is is a evenings with the or afternoons or morning sessions with the parents during the school day so that we can talk to them and and we didn't do as many this year through discussions with the school because the schools wanted to do a lot themselves but next year Mm -hmm. I think it does show that it does work if we are in the school just having those conversations with the parents and they can come and talk to us so if I if I say it a bit early and hopefully it will be not too early (laughs) will will that program be rolled out to all the schools in Luton next year I'm looking at you because you're the public health person. <laughs> I am the public health person. So I have a tricky job of trying to convince the national immunisation team that this is a really good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have just been back in touch with me to see how this year went. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we've got it written up, we will be sharing that because we would really like it to be available to everyone in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a range of people who would rather have a product that doesn't have porcine gelatine in, mm-hmm. whether that's from um, a religious or cultural reason or because they're vegan or vegetarian, for mm-hmm. example. So there are lots of people that it would benefit. Um, we just need to be able to put a strong case forward that this is not people that don't want a flu vaccine. It's people mm-hmm. that don't want a flu vaccine with porcine gelatine in it. Um, so that's why it's really important that that people do take up the offer if they can. So um, trying to improve the consent process mm-hmm. um, is part of that. Yes. And, and parents out there who, do, who have children in those schools, mm-hmm. you know, you are setting the example. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need you to come forward and... Um, agree to have your child vaccinated be- mm-hmm. with the alternative because you're as I said you're setting the the precedence for you know how we move it forward mm-hmm. no I absolutely agree and being a parent myself uh, I definitely want all my uh, uh, my kids are the very first one because as you know uh, Becky knows very well three years ago when she mentioned this in our school and I was the one who among all the parents oh, yeah. who stand up yeah. and said that why I, I why can't our kids have a poke sign uh, free gelatin, uh, gelatin free vaccines uh, and and thank you for for pushing this through and and I absolutely agree with the brother who who reply back and says but shouldn't the vaccine should be uh, have been offered to all these schools regardless of the uptake as the schools will uh, schools will have children who have uh, have protected characteristics and I absolutely understand brother's point but then at the same time we all need to work together and hopefully uh, our case studies will make uh, necessary impact yes. to, yeah. to the uh, authorities above uh, higher above and hopefully I'm very hopeful and, yes. and I think praying. you should be optimistic yeah. I'm, I'm very hopeful and praying see all my fingers are crossed as well uh, <laughs> and, and fire maybe you can talk about you came to the national conference didn't yes, you indeed and uh, uh, the amount of people when we mention about the uh, the results and uh, the very first study was done for Maiden Hall because I'm, I'm a I'm a parent from the Median Hall and a parent governor, uh, governor as well. So uh, from that school, uh, I must say uh, the uptake was around 20% uh, before the ve- yep, vaccine. Yep. And, and yes. after the after the flu injection vaccines, it, it bumped to 60%. I think 63%. Yeah, 63%. So that has literally said, wow. And that's one of the reasons it has now rolled down to... 10 schools in Luton, including faith schools. Faith schools used to have zero. Now they have uh, some numbers as well. They have a few, uh, yes. So <laughs> they have somewhere between 10, 15, 20 numbers. So uh, a brother, and and, and, and I'm, I'm approaching to this, uh, to this to all our listeners who are listening to me at this time. Please, please, please do involve your uh, fellow, uh, your brothers and sisters who, who have kids going to the school uh, or who have uh, elderly parents who, uh, who, ha- who require vaccines or or, or, or any of the sisters who are pregnant currently, please, please, please do get the flu vaccines done because the only thing which has poxar and gelatin is the kiddies nasal flu vaccinations. Rest of the vaccines do not have any problem whatsoever and they're safe to have. Am I right, Barbara? Absolutely. It's only the nasal flu that has the porcine gelatin. They're gonna, mm. All the other flu vaccines, there is none in there. Mm-hmm. So, 
and I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm saying it from the from the personal perspective as well. From I'm. 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 A, I'm a presenter. I know, and I have should. I should not be allowed to put my person uh, personal view as well. But then, when when it comes to greater good, it it is. I think so personally correct to put, put your personal uh, views as well. Uh, what do you reckon, uh, Kath? And what's your up? To, what's your take on that? Sorry, what's my take on? in terms of flu vaccines uh, for all? Yeah, I mean, we, we should um, encourage. Uh, I, I believe there's still vaccine available through there's the still school service. Yeah. Um, so if those schools um, where it was offered the choice, people are, are still thinking, um, yes, I would like to take up that offer, they can contact the immunisation service to receive that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing to remember that is the if you're in, if you're, you have a child who is at risk, mm-hmm. you can request an alternative vaccine from your GP. Mm-hmm. For those children, there is an alternative available. So if you have, if your child have asthma or or any other conditions, uh, they can get the vaccines through injection. Yeah, through their school, through their GP. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, sorry, I have to come back to you, Becky, uh, on that. Um, in terms of the uh, parents who have refused, what mm. are the comments they have put through? So we only had a very small amount of parents that came back with a no on their consent form, about nine percent overall in those those ten schools, mm-hmm. but the. The main reasons that came back were that their child was healthy, they didn't, they had a good diet, they don't need a flu vaccination because they don't believe in vaccines, those sorts of comments. And mm-hmm. we can have a really, really healthy diet. And as Kath said, you could be very, very healthy, but you can really get the flu. And children and young people are one of those groups that actually flu can be really, really horrible for, um, and they can become very poorly and end mm-hmm. up in hospital. From a parent's perspective, being being a parent, uh, my son before this program, and I'm I'm not saying it to promote this program. Mm. I'm I'm saying it from the parent's perspective. Um, my child was uh, on his first year he got sick, and the second year he got sick. Um, uh, so that's one of the reasons I said I want my child. Uh, mm. Remember at that time I said well, I want my child to have that flu vaccine, but unfortunately due to this particular reason I'm not giving my child and, yeah. and making him deprived from it. So, and thank you for putting that through. And since last two years, he's having vaccine and he's not getting flu whatsoever. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So That's good uh, but this is something from, from a parent's perspective, because mm. I know when he gets sick, he is really, really sick. Yeah. And, and I, I know it because I've, I've been through that journey and I know other parents have gone through that journey as well. Um, and if, 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 if that is the case, please, uh, I, I will encourage you. Can they still get flu yeah. vaccines? They can still get the flu vaccination. So what we, do they need to do? They need to phone, either phone you, ask for our phone number from your school, or or whether you could put our office phone number on your webpage. Yep. Um, we're not going back out to the schools to do mm-hmm. um, the flu vaccinations because we're back. We're onto our secondary schools now, and we're out mm-hmm. seeing all of those older children for something else. But we've got clinics in Luton that you can come along to, and yes, we've, we're going to keep going with the flu vaccine up until as far as we can do, which is probably about March time, and just get as many people vaccinated as possible. Okay, so if any of the parents who are not in that school but wanted to get their kids vaccinated, the, can the, they can they still contact you? They can still contact us but if you're not in those 10 schools the only option is the nasal one. is the nasal spray okay can at the moment at the moment yes mm-hmm. and we'll be optimistic for the next yes. season okay. this year unless you've got a child who's at risk mm. and in a, yeah. in, a, yes. in a, it, yes. then they can have okay yeah. and what's the number to call it's a bedford number mm. um 01234 mm-hmm. 310408 okay it is very busy so please <laughs> please keep trying mm-hmm. um, but i can also pass you on our email address as well if people please. parents want to i'll, I'll put it on our post as well mm. and i'll try yes, to put it you. on the website as well um i have another question popped on the screen says how common is flu in children well it's it's open to all three of you <laughs> you can um i i don't i don't have numbers um because to measure how common it is depends on whether a child is taken to their gp practice Mm. for example or they get hospitalized um what i can tell you is that uh, there have been deaths in children from flu in this country over Mm. this winter and and 
that, this winter. Mm-hmm. And that is, is dreadful because it is preventable. Mm-hmm. So, yes, in this country, in a fairly well-to-do you know, area, there have been children that have been so ill that they have died from flu, um, which is tragic. Um, Indeed. But I, I don't have off the top of my head how many people go to their GP with flu-like symptoms or how many people are hospitalised. Mm-hmm. And, and quickly, is, is vaccine safe and are there any side effects? Um, the vaccines are safe. They're very well tested. Um, in terms of side effects, the nasal immunisation, because it is sprayed up your nose, you might get a stuffy nose. You mm-hmm. might not feel particularly well straight afterwards, but it's very, very short-lived. Um, with the injectable vaccine, you might get a sore arm. Um, so some people find it difficult to sleep that night because they have to sleep on one side rather than the one that's been injected. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the next day, they're fine. Sometimes people get a bit of a headache. They might feel a little bit... Um, achy but mm-hmm. very very minor side effects mm-hmm. and maybe some light temperatures of next day yes. of, okay yeah. cool uh, as we are about to approach end uh, of the show I like your comments so uh, if you uh, if you all give uh, quick 30 second quick messages because we do not have more than a minute please let's start with you okay um, I would say prevention is better than cure so get Indeed. your vaccine and stay safe mm-hmm Barbara. Remember that you need it every every year. Okay, cool. Um, I'll just say, I'll encourage anybody that's not had their vaccine to come and, and for their children and phone up and, and get them booked into our clinics. Indeed. And I must say, it is really honoured. Uh, it is a really a big honour for me uh, that you guys came here and, and spread this knowledge because it's not easy, especially uh, in, in this day and age, uh, to have the kids vaccinated uh, or provide these vaccines, especially mm. for us. Um, so firstly, thank you so much for, um, for providing this service. Uh, the uh, the uh, flu vaccines for kiddies, uh, the injectable ones without pork gelatin. Uh, and I'm definitely hoping and praying that it will uh, roll out to next year as well. But in, in any cases, uh, thank you so much for coming in. And thank you for all no, your support. You. And thank you very much for your support because the fire, you've been a real... You've been there and supported in every way possible to you know, get ch- as many children vaccinated. And welcome. coming to the immunisation conference, national conference, and helping to present was absolutely um, super. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank uh, you. That's, thank all for, you. Uh, that's all for our show today. Uh, please uh, stay tuned. Uh, next week, we will be talking about uh, general prevention and uh, why GP surgeries, uh, you need to go to GP surgeries and what can you be, uh, you can safeguard yourself without going there. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will be back next week, inshallah. Uh, till next time, I'm Salaam Alaikum. Salaam Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.